Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, welcome to your Hollywood Crime Scene mini episode. Hi. Well, Desi, we have a big crime story this week that one of our listeners... I believe it's Ashley sent us in Instagram. A few people sent me this story. Okay. It's the Murdoch family. Murders. Murders. And other things. <laughs> among many other things. Yes. Now, this, uh, our listener described this as like a Coen Brothers-esque yeah. deal just because there's so many uh, characters, I think, and... Yeah. Uh, wild situations today i spent the day listening to a podcast about this case it's called the murdoch murders podcast and it's by journalist mandy matney now the name looks like it's spelled murdah yeah but as mandy explained in her podcast uh everyone knows it's murdoch in south carolina Okay. This is a very powerful family. Also, interesting thing, the the patriarch, the sort of like the living patriarch, Alex Murdaugh, his name is pronounced Illick. Really? Well, that's what she said. Is it spelled Alex? It's spelled Alex. And it's pronounced Illick? Or Alec? Alec. That's what everyone calls him is Illick or oh. Alec. But that's weird because there actually is a version with a C. <laughs> Like, yeah, but it's spelled like Alex. Huh. That's such a rich person thing. Like, here's my dumb name and you're going to say it a weird way. <laughs> Why do they do that? I have no idea, Desi, but I binged most of this. Uh, I'm on episode two of this podcast. Okay. Uh, it's pretty interesting. and Yeah, I like these sort of in-depth, like single story podcasts Yeah. A lot. So basically the gist of it, I'm not going to do a great job. So... The reason this family is in the news is, I think it was last week this story came out. The, okay, this story from the New York Times is from September 6th. It, it was like this guy, Alec Murdoch, was found on the side of the road while he was allegedly changing his tire, and he was shot in the head but the bullet just grazed him so he was treated for that and he like left the hospital he did not die but he was shot in the head uh re- like a week less than a week prior to him getting shot in the head he had resigned from his law firm because he was embezzling funds yeah in june of 2021 his son and his wife were murdered yes on their like hunting farm or something. Yes. Yeah. They were both shot, but they were both shot with two different guns. Right. Which people keep saying that's very unusual. But why is that unusual? Not if there's two hitmen. That's what I'm thinking. 
I, I start, heard that in the podcast and I was like, I was like, well, if there's two Mert, like if you're going to kill two people, you might have two people coming to kill. Like, I didn't find that so unusual. I mean, that's what I thought. So not, okay. That's not even the end of this family saga. So the son, Paul, who was killed, found murdered. Wait, how old is Paul? In the wife tw- was 52. The son was in his 20s. Okay. Maybe, yeah, like early 20s, I think. Because in 2019, Paul was in a boating accident. A bunch of his friends got on a boat. They all got shit-faced. And right. they got in a boat crash. And one of the girls on the boat... Mandy Beach. Mallory Beach. Oh, Mallory Beach. Yeah. What's her name? It's Mallory? I think so. Well, it's something beach. It's I know something that. beach. She she got launched off the boat and went into the water with her boyfriend, I believe, and she never came back up. Yeah. So now this, so he was like under investigation while like during this time and for then, like drunk boating or whatever. Or, yeah, yeah, and he he and then he gets murdered in 2015. So this is six years ago. Paul Smith, not who I'm talking about. Well, yes, who I'm talking about. But Paul was also believed to have been connected to the death of this nursing student who was found beaten on the side of the road. (gasps) They initially investigated it as a hit and run, but there was no evidence of it being a hit and run. Oh. There's a lot of... Yeah, stuff. so they, they're connected to a lot of um, m- suspicious deaths. Yes, and also it goes without saying that this family is very connected to law enforcement and has been for 100 years. This is a very powerful South Carolina family. They have a ton of money. And uh, I, I, in one of the episodes I heard, like a lot of people had to recuse themselves from whatever investigations because they were so connected. But I like how they act like that makes a difference. (laughs) Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, right. Maybe just the people who with direct connections recuse themselves, but it's like everyone probably low key knows not to like push things with them. Yeah. They're very powerful. They're very wealthy. The podcaster Mandy stated that people were afraid to like talk about them or say anything about this family. So, Look, we'll keep you posted on this case. We're not afraid. <laughs> uh, but I, will, I, I do recommend listening to the podcast about it just because it's obviously she's done the work. She's, she's, she's researched it. She's look, invested. she'll tell you. <laughs> she'll tell you what's going she's on. She's the one who's digging. She's reporting. She's, she's a, just not like repeating things she's read elsewhere. Right. She's doing this. She's like actually doing the investigation right. as well. I like her. Her name is, what is her name? Mandy, um, Mandy Mantle or? Mandy, Man- Mandy Matney. Matney. Yeah. No, I, I like her. You know what? I like her too. It, I, <laughs> and people, look, people like <laughs> obviously complained about her voice on the first episode because the second episode, she issues a statement that's like five minutes long and she's like, yes, I have vocal fry, whatever that means. I'm not a professional podcast. I'm a journalist. Like, what do you want me to do with my voice? I like, too, she's like, I'm making phone calls week every week, day after day, so my voice is fried. Yeah. <laughs> and she's also, like, 
I can't change my voice and it's kind of mean to suggest I do. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. I was like, don't even get me started on like, it's kind of sexist too. Like, well, I mean, I, that's sort of an old, old, you know, thought that it's like only women who have this complaint. Irritating voices. Well, I just think it's funny because I think you look, she's saying all the things that a lot of podcasters are thinking, but don't say out loud on their podcast. That's why it's funny to me because it's like, Desi and I have gotten, been gotten, have been, been, been gotten. Been, I don't know. We've been called Valley Girls many times before. We're not even from the Valley. And you know what? Because it's, it's a sexist insult. Yeah. I think, I think and it's like, know, well, call us some, call me a dumb bitch from Queens. That's different. It's it, very specific. Exactly. <laughs> call me a dumb California bitch, but I've, yeah. I've never lived in the Valley. So technically, I'm not a Valley girl. And you know what? Even if I was a Valley girl and maybe I do sound like a Valley girl, sometimes I probably do. I don't really care. Look, a lot of guys also sound like shit. <laughs> <laughs> what if they work on their own tribe? <laughs> We'll not worry about it. But us. it's not even but it's not even men. It's not solely men who make these comments. A lot of women are fucking assholes too. Absolutely. So that's my theory. Everyone's an asshole. Everyone's look, <laughs> asshole knows no gender. No. No, I agree. But it is kind of like you don't have to like it. Just don't listen to it. Right. You don't have to leave a mean comment about someone's voice. Because it's true. You probably really can't change a lot about your voice. Uh and she's like she said, she's not a professional podcaster. Yeah, not that, not that we are, or, or or like, but you know what I mean. She's not like thinking about that stuff. I yeah. think. I mean, I I I do like. Look, I would never. We don't go on tirades about you know what. Look, people complain have complained about us, and you know what? That is absolutely their right to do. We are a public podcast. I just thought it was funny that she was saying. So many things that I know other podcasters think or get frustrated by. Um, sure. I mean, everyone can do what they want, but it's a free show. <laughs> no one's forcing you to listen to it. Right. You right. don't have to like it uh, oh, and, for sure. And I have, but for leaving a review, I've literally never left a bad review ever. on someone's podcast. I just don't listen to it again. I if just I don't, don't like care. It. Yeah. I don't care. I mean, I might tell a friend like, oh, I didn't like this, but I'm not going to be like publicly acting like I've spent. $30. Like, do you know what I mean? It's not like a Yelp review necessarily, no. but whatever. No. People so, can do what they want. You're right. Yeah. But I do, I have enjoyed the podcast just because it has provided a lot of information of the background of this case. I, she started the show in June. So I imagine it was a big uh, shock to her this past week when somebody or somebody shot Ale- Alec Murdoch in the head. Right. It's like, a breaking development in the middle of her podcast that was already happening. And that's always exciting for uh, journalists on podcasts when the story is still unraveling as you're telling it. Yeah. I'm and sure. especially this where it seems like maybe he's not an innocent victim. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, like, yeah, like it's not like someone was murdered. It's just a weird incident. Yeah. Uh, Cause he survived it and it's right. like, there's something going on here. Yeah. This family is fishy. I'm sorry. Yeah, we don't know. So I will keep you posted, but we're not doing the investigative journalist work on this. Someone else clearly is. And yeah, let's move on to another story. This story came out yesterday. Okay, so we've talked about Dear Evan Hansen. Oh boy. On this show. Did the we? movie. Okay. We talked the trailer. <laughs> we talked about the trailer when it came out. So 
one of the things that it seemed like everywhere everyone complained about was how old the star, Ben Platt, who originally played Evan Hansen in the Broadway production. Which is different. And you can be older. Yeah, and he's a very talented uh, person, so they cast him in this role to play a high schooler in the film, but people could not shut up about how old he looked in the film and like laugh about it or whatever. Right. I saw something that yesterday saying that they're going to release a a de-aged version. No. Where they're doing CGI <laughs> technology to de-age him. Oh. So he looks like a high school student. Okay, I think I saw a picture a joke picture of this and no, I just I thought it was real. Is that real? That little baby picture or like it looks like a um I didn't I didn't know that that was real. I thought it was a joke. But that's crazy to me that they I would thought do that. it was real. I don't even the article I can't even find the article okay. anymore. But <laughs> <laughs> that's really crazy. That's crazy, right? Well, I also heard look, I I'll be I'll admit. I kind of uh, am into how much is there, everyone is hating on this movie? I have no, I, I have no skin in this game. No, <laughs> but for some reason, I find the whole thing pretty funny. Yeah, because the story is just not for me, and the musical is just not for me. I'll just say that up front. But I've read some of the meanest reviews. <laughs> that oh it's like God. insane. I mean, how bad could it be? Come on, guys. But I think, I think, I think it's like a classic case of um, a Broadway actor who might be very talented on Broadway, just not transferring to film well. Beyond his age, uh, I feel like the things I've seen is that he's very stagey and broad and doesn't really, uh, he's probably just not that experienced of of a film actor. Yeah. Uh, So it seems like it could be comical because the subject matter is kind of serious. Yes. So it, it can, I think it might be unintentionally funny. Well, and there's all these heavy hitters, film actors in the movie with him. And I think another, another thing is we're kind of accustomed to seeing parodies of old people playing teenagers in like comedy sketches. So to see someone like that, it's almost like you assume it's a parody. Cause I mean, we all grew up with like 90210. They were all like 30 (laughs) when they were playing high schoolers. Yeah. So we kind of grew up with that. And I think I've seen a ton of sketches where it's like elderly people playing high school. You know what I mean? Like that kind of uh, comedy sketch. Yeah. So seeing him, it's almost like you're watching a parody sketch of an old person playing a teenager. Yeah. But it's not that. Uh, I don't know. It just seems a lot of unintentional comedy is <laughs> now happening. I feel, now I feel bad for Ben Platt. He's probably I like, do too. Now I feel bad for him because he's like, this is my first big film. You know, I'm I, Julian. Here's Morris why I don't it? feel bad for him. Okay. Because he has a very wealthy father- and connected oh. producer father oh. <laughs> who is probably resp- largely responsible for him getting some breaks to begin with. And I think he might be the producer of this film oh. as well. So I'm not saying he's not a great guy. He'll be okay. He'll be fine. He'll be okay. I don't feel bad for him. It's not like some unknown person who is from some small town getting right. their big break. Right. He'll be fine. And then I also, look, this is a particular pet peeve of mine. I always feel like Broadway actors will try to do a pop or rock album <laughs> sometime, and it's never really great. Do you feel, do you get a vibe that he's no? Gonna... He he released a pop rock album like a few weeks ago. Oh no! And I was just kind of like, this guy's a little cringe. <laughs> he needs to be taken down a peg or two. <laughs> so we'll see. I'm sorry if you're a big fan of his. I feel like this is the guy whose his fan base is probably like 16. 
Do you know what I mean? Like teenagers who are really into Broadway, you know, that set of people, like I knew a lot of girls like that and they would always have crushes on like Roger from Rent or whoever was like the big Broadway star at the time. Yeah. See, I loved Broadway when I was a little, when I was a kid and I still do, but all the, and we've talked about this on the show before, I never got, was into the new shows. Yeah. I didn't, I, I never kept up with current Broadway trends or anything. So I'm so ignorant about all the like newer shows. I used to no more because I lived in New York, so yes. I would see them or see commercials more there right. than like I, I do now. I knew about them, but right. I, I never. I mean, I, I haven't even seen Spring Awakening, and I heard that one's great. Oh, it's good. Yeah. I, I did see that at the Amundsen when it was in town. Yeah. I have seen a few shows here, but it's just not the same. It's just not as easy as when you live in New York. Look, I mean, at my core, I am a Rodgers and Hammerstein. Fosse Sondheim girl. Yeah, I mean that's too. that's the Broadway that I love. Absolutely. And those are the shows that I know all the words to. You don't like Jekyll and Hyde? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. Like I'm a classic musical and I am including like 70s and even but, some 80s yeah. and 90s. Uh but yeah, there's just at some point it's kind of like when blockbusters took over Hollywood. There's like a lot of blockbuster musicals because it's really hard to make money on a Broadway show. Yeah. So they have to be tied to like a big IP or do you know what I mean? Like a Disney movie or something. So, I mean, obviously there's still stuff being made. uh, And there's a lot of really great stuff being made. We're just not hip to it. And when I lived in New York, I was able to go see more off-Broadway things before they got big and maybe never go to Broadway sometimes. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. So look out for the de-aged version where they CGI him to look like he's a teenager. I'm sure that'll make everyone happy. (laughs) God. (laughs) Some food news. This seems like a troll. This is from Food and Wine. It says, Twix seasoning is real and you're supposed to try try it on chicken wings. What? Twix Shakers seasoning blend is a chance to add a sprinkle of the candy bar to any dish. New Jersey-based B&G Foods sells plenty of seasonings and spices. They make Molly McButter if you want to add a bit of butter to Buena Vida chili powder. I don't know what any of this means. I know. I feel like you're reading in a different language. They also make make Mrs. Dash. Oh, I know that. Well, they make Mrs. Dash blends. Uh, Okay. And now they're making Twix Shaker seasoning blends. What? So if you want to, if you want your food to taste like Twix, which I don't know why you wouldn't just put this on solely dessert foods, but they're encouraging you to put it on your hot wings. <gasps> oh my god! Are you looking at it? Yeah. This Twix is, shaker seasoning blend. This is wrong. Great for ice cream, cookies, milkshakes, and more. Okay, well, that makes sense. But now they're encouraging you to put it on. In popcorn, cocktails, or even chicken wings. I okay. think the popcorn, popcorn is sounds fine. good. <laughs> the popcorn's fine, but chicken wings now. Okay, this is what Kristen Burlew, senior manager of PR for B and G Foods, told me via email. One of our favorite recipes is Twix barbecue sauce. The recipe, which includes ketchup, honey, Worcestershire sauce, lemon juice, chipotle sauce, and of course, Twix shakers seasoning blend, is a bold play on a traditional mole sauce. And ideal for chicken wings. Okay. I, I, I don't really see why you need the Twix because all the other flavors, you probably barely taste it. Here's if I'm making a mole sauce, I'm going to use the best Mexican chocolate. I'm not going to use Twix chocolate for that. No, 
If I look, I God bless them for trying. God bless them for trying. They're trying to make you use it more. I think that's what it is because and I, they don't want you to just limit to desserts. They're like, look, you don't have dessert every day. Sometimes you're making up chicken wings. <laughs> like I feel like you have to expand your savory options beyond just chicken wings. Like if you're going to do that, yeah. So I'm 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 not uh, I'm not for this. I am for if you want to put it on your ice cream or your. Ooh, I like the waffle suggestion. That looks good. Okay, see here's another. Oh, that looks good. They're making a dip for fruit and pretzels. See if it's a sweet thing. Yeah. I'm okay with the it. sweet. I get. They're just they're trying to expand, but I don't think we need to do that. I'm just I can't even believe there's a Twix uh, sprinkle. Like, what is that? Is it crumbled up Twix? I think it's just pulverized Twix bars. That sounds good. I'm sure it's good in certain applications. I'm not putting it on my wings. No, I'm not, I'm not putting it on my <laughs> I wings. I think it would be good sprinkled on top of a sundae. Yeah. That would be really good. Okay, we have one last story. This is not an appetizing story, but this is for all of our listeners who have Roombas. Oh, no. Do you have a room? Have no, you, I do not. I've never used They're a, expensive. Are they? I looked it up and I was like, that's $500? Like, I'm not, no. <laughs> wow. But, you know, people love them. I guess I don't have faith that they work that well. I don't either. And I'm sure we're wrong. But also, I really like vacuuming. I just don't know that it would appeal to me. It seems like something that would appeal to people who are very, like, into technology. Yeah. Like, or maybe people who are really busy and like they go to work and then they put the Roomba on when yeah, they Yeah, I don't think I'd want it on when I was there and I'm always home. We we know and you know, dear listeners, how we are with technology. I yeah. know I would fuck this up. It just sounds also with cats, seems like torture. Yeah. Although but I have cats seen cats ride. <laughs> That, that would be fun. Cute. That's sort of the only, pr- that's what's worth the $500. Right. <laughs> is to see your little angel sitting on top of a Roomba as it's whirring around your Absolutely. house. Absolutely. Okay. So this story is from CNN Business. It says the new Roomba uses AI to avoid smearing dog poop all over your house. Oh, wow. It says in November 2014, Chantel Darby awoke to an excrement fueled nightmare. Her Roomba robot vacuum was set to run in the middle of the night while she, her husband, and their dogs were asleep. But one of their three dogs, a foster pooch named McGregor, pooped in the house at around the same time. <laughs> Left when- a mix shit. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, shit. I'm fucking ill right now <laughs> thinking of what it gets, happened. It gets worse. When Darby got up in the morning, there was poop smeared throughout most Jesus of her home. Jesus Christ, I'm ill. She says, I remember walking into my office and it looked like a murder scene, but with poop. (laughs) I know exactly what it looks like. In her office, she said, the Roomba ran over a power cord, then kept roving in circles, leaving tracks reminiscent of crop circles. (laughs) That is disgusting. They threw out a rug, power cords, and after her husband tried and failed to clean it, the Roomba. Darby, who works in public relations, said... She and her husband bought another Roomba and began using it during the day, but the same sort of thing eventually happened again <gasps> after McGregor had another accident indoors. Why they always have to blame McGregor? <laughs> now I feel bad for him. iRobot, the company who makes the Roomba, is trying to eliminate this kind of incident with the use of artificial intelligence. On Thursday, iRobot announced a new Roomba robot vacuum cleaner called the J7 Plus that uses AI to spot and stay away from pet poop and power cords. Dog poop. 
let's get real. <laughs> <laughs> the vacuum, uh, which is initially available through iRobot's website, costs $850. Oh, shit. So that's even more expensive than I thought. I don't like I remember being shocked how much it was. I'm really scared of AI. An uh, AI Roombot? That sounds like a disaster. I don't, I don't, uh, I'd rather have the poop. I mean, they say AI, but I don't feel like it's what we think of as AI. It's just like, oh, it has a little bit of a censoring or something. <sighs> Look, go watch Chopping Mall. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Seriously, guys? I'm really scared. I get all my science from Chopping Mall. <laughs> I'm scared of robots. Yeah, I mean, appliances can kill you. <laughs> We've all seen a horror movie where that happens. Yeah, Ghost in the Machine. What about one scary thing? The, the machine did not kill, but remember in Children of the Corn where they stuck the hand in the meat slicer? Mm. I always think of that and I'm so scared of meat slicers. Oh, God. Because like, what if that came to life or somehow? Those paper slicers? I don't, do they even still have those in school? You mean with a big a blade that it, you pull down? It was like a huge machete attached to a yeah. board. And, and it's it, sort of satisfying, but well, also scary. The sound of it was very satisfying. But the fact that there was just constantly a, a hinged machete in the classroom at all times and no one's fingers ever got sliced off is a miracle. Yeah, because that shit was sharp. Yeah. Uh, no, those are, those are incredible machines. They are. <laughs> well, not even a machine. It's like, I don't even think they make it. Do they still have those? Well, that's all my news stories, Desi. So Great. let's take a quick break and we'll be back. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm the queen of starting a free trial offer and forgetting to cancel it, oftentimes being charged for months for something I'm not even using. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. With Rocket Money, I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. It's definitely saved me money, and now I can use that money to waste on things I do want. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. That's rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. 
Rakuten's Big Give Week is back with 15% cash back. It's a festival of savings with big cash back at hundreds of stores. Don't miss headliners like Canon, Fenty Beauty, and Dyson. I can't wait to shop for all of my summer fashion and beauty needs, and we'll definitely be checking out Ulta and Adidas. Rakuten really is the best way to shop. You can really save by stacking cash back on top of other deals. And during Big Give Week, the cash back is bigger than ever. It's the time to shop for everything you need for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Membership is free, and it's all happening May 6th to May 13th. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cash back boost on top of Big Give Week cashback rates. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app today. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Rakuten is the shopping platform to save while shopping. Desi, did you read anything, watch anything, listen to anything spectacular this week? Uh, Yes. Last night I watched Malignant. Don't tell me anything. I'm going to watch it hopefully tonight. Uh, well, I have to because we have to talk about it. I'm not going to tell you any spoilers, <laughs> but am I supposed to say anything? <laughs> I want to go into it blind. It doesn't really matter, honestly. Was it good? Uh, here's my opinion. It is good, but up until a certain point, it's very um, sort of pedestrian. Oh. Like it's sort of like you've seen it. You're, you'll be like, okay, I know what the twist is. Like nothing is very, uh, if you, if you know horror, you're not going to be that surprised, but it's perfectly fine. And then the last 30 minutes, it just goes off the rails. Insane. Love it. So that's my review. Like it's not bad up until that point. It's just kind of a more typical, but cool and scary and spooky horror movie. And then the last, uh, bit, I mean, this is all people, everyone is saying the same thing because it's that clear cut when this shit goes off the rails. So yeah, I mean, it's good. I watched it um, last night. I think it just came out on HBO Max. Yeah, It is uh, directed by James Wan, who did Saw and Insidious. Did he do Conjuring? He did one of my favorite movies that I think is one of the most underrated horror thriller movies. It's called Death Sentence with Kevin Bacon. Oh, right. That's right. He did that. I that's my favorite James Wan movie. And I know this that's a very controversial opinion because people love Saw. My favorite James Wan movie is absolutely Death Sentence with Kevin Bacon. I like Death Sentence better than Saw. Okay, so you're on board with me. Yeah. I mean Saw Saw maybe has a more traditional slasher, you know, whatever horror setup. Do you know what I mean? Like it's gory uh but Death Sentence is pretty gory, actually. Death Sentence is very gory. But it's more set in reality it's than more, Saw is. It's more right? grounded in reality, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I agree. I think I enjoyed that more. I just saw Saw like two months ago. Yeah. I hadn't seen it ever. I've never seen any of them except for the original. Uh, so it is weird to see a movie like that after it's been so iconic for yeah. a long time. And we know the twist. Yeah. Or I don't you- know that I knew the twist exactly. Mm-hmm. What's the twist? <laughs> I can't even remember what it was. I don't even know, like, because it's true. It's like so in my mind right. that I probably didn't. Yeah, I don't know. But I, I did enjoy Saw. I yeah. did like it. Yeah. But I agree, Death Sentence was more interesting. It's just the, the that type of movie. I don't know. I, I like. 
There's so many revenge movies, but I feel like this one was executed really well because Was that post saw? Yes. Okay. I saw it in the theaters and literally there's like five people I know who've seen this movie. No, I had never even heard of it. Yeah. But it's on Netflix, I think, or something. Or I saw, HBO Max. I saw it for like on one of my streaming. I was uh, so glad that uh, James Fritz, friend of the pod, he also likes Death Sentence. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. No, I mean, I definitely feel like I get this guy's style. Yeah. For sure now. And this movie is very... Um, Pay, it plays homage to like a lot of things I like, like yeah. a lot of seventies horror and Italian. We like said it Argento. was like a very giallo, yeah, film. Yeah, and there's also an element. I'll talk to you about it after you see see it. Like a particular horror um, gimmick or trope. thing that trope that I really like. Yeah, <laughs> that this has. And I mean, it's pretty obvious from the first scene, so it's not like I'm giving anything away. But like, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm in in general. I like that type of trope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even though it's like been done, I don't care. I'll always be into it for sure. Yeah. So that's good. That you know. Yeah. There's a new. Yeah. Movie to. I've just, there's no new movies. I really want to see Candyman, but it's not streaming. Oh yeah, I want to see the new Candyman yeah. too. Uh, the original is so fucking good. I love the original. Um, and I've seen like the new one has some sort of. In between reviews, it has mixed reviews. Some people thought I it was still want to see it though. I do too, and I wish it was streaming. I would have watched it already. Clearly. Yeah, no, I'll absolutely, definitely want to see the new one. Um, if you haven't seen the original Candyman, what are you doing? Go watch it. It's one of the That's best streaming. Movies. I think on Netflix. Pretty it, sure. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's so good. It's incredible. So, what did I? Wa- okay, so I've been really into Six Feet Under. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> On the final episode of season two. Oh, damn. You still have a lot. I still have a lot. It's so good. I know. I love this show. It's so good. It's so funny. I, f- I keep forgetting to tell my mom that I'm watching it because my mom was obsessed with that show when it was on. Right. So now I'm watching it. And just like the theme music reminds me of like hearing it from my mom's bedroom. Right. When I was in high school yeah. or whatever. It's it's a great show. Everyone's so good in it. Um no, I knew you would like it. No notes, just a good show. <laughs> it's very good. <laughs> if you're into family dramas. I put on The Sopranos the other night to fall asleep. <laughs> I didn't realize what episode it was. And it was, uh, I'll just say, comfortably numb. I don't want to give anything away if people oh, haven't God. seen it. But I was oh, like, why God. did I turn this? It's like I didn't realize until that scene started. And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a very traumatic yes. death scene. Uh, it was so awful that, of course, I watched it. Right. Like, I didn't, didn't turn it off because I was like, well, now I'm here. Right. <laughs> Got to see it through. Yeah. Oh, man. I hate it. It's so bad. Uh, no, I'm trying to think if I watched anything else. I don't think so. I mean, I think I mentioned a few weeks ago I was in a real rut where I would just start things and then stop after 10 minutes. Yeah. Although now I do want to go back to um, Season of the Witch because <laughs> I was listening to something where people were talking about it. The movie? Was, yeah, with Nicolas Cage and Ron Perlman. You didn't watch all of it. No, I stopped after 10 minutes. Right. But now I I heard like a podcast where they were discussing movies and that was, it was another movie and then that came up for some reason. And their discussion was so funny that I was like, okay, I need to go back and watch it in the sort of like guise of being more comic, even yeah. though unintentionally comic. Right. Uh, so maybe I'll do that. Because uh, cool. Nicolas Cage. I love him. I do like him, and I feel like he gets a lot of grief for his bad choices in movies. 
But he always gives his all. That's the, well, that's what I love about him is he commits to every single movie. He never phones it in. He's always going to be Nicolas Cage. He's like a unique screen presence. Yes. And I guess if you don't like it, you don't like it. Right. But if you do, he's always fun to watch for me, I think. I agree. He's fun. He's very fun. So obviously I've been watching a lot of reality TV. I just watched an episode of Darcy and Stacy in which they are in, they're in Turkey getting some new plastic surgery. They just flew there and they're getting new veneers. I have seen a lot of surgery and medical procedures on reality television before, but I was not prepared to see veneers being done. It is They're baby teeth, right? Don't they like shave their teeth down? This procedure is one of the most disgusting things I've ever witnessed. (laughs) I felt like I was watching a torture scene happening. Yes, they shoot your mouth up full of Novocaine, thank God. I think they give they have to give you laughing gas because they were both fucking slurring their words. But they shave your teeth down to baby nubs, Ugh. and both of them were like, "Ha look at my teeth!" It it was the scariest thing I've ever seen. And they're already a little scary. I mean, <laughs> I disagree. I think they're ama- <laughs> goddesses. I love Darcy and Stacy Silva. Uh, I one day I feel like you're going to come out of your fog. <laughs> no, I love them. I want to be friends with them. I support them even though they make some interesting choices Mm. that I don't agree with all the time but I think both of them look they're both really good parents I really like their kids are really well adjusted I love their father he he plays a big role in uh the Darcy and Stacy show I love I love Papa Silva and they're like BFFs they love each other and support each other Mm. I love the Silva twins I'm Silva strong Okay. No one can change my mind about that. So I mean, you're just supporting their mental illness. <laughs> <laughs> no, I look. Aren't we all a little mental ill? Uh, um, I mean, yes, but I would hope my friends pull me, reined me in a bit. <laughs> I've never look, and maybe that's part of it. Is I want to sit Darcy down and be like, "You are a queen. You're a goddess. You." need to love yourself more. I think that's my issue. It's not that I dislike her, but it's painful for me to watch them yeah. not truly be uh, happy yeah. in a deep way, yeah. in a real way. It's just, I can't watch people like that. Even if I, it's not that I dislike them or think they're bad people, but it's like their, their insecurity is so... Uh, it's hot, tough for you it's to watch. It's tough for me to watch. Yeah. Because it's like, I agree. It's like, I, I also feel like I want to sit them down and go, what are you doing? Yeah. Stop. Like, right. And it's like, I don't care about getting plastic surgery and da 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 da. But when you're using that instead of truly working on something inside of yourself, I feel like you're not going to uh, get there just through plastic surgery to make you happy. Right. Like, there's no internal work being done. Well, the veneers were very traumatic to watch. Uh, <laughs> I, I hope they got paid a ton of money from TLC for letting them film that. Do they get paid a ton of money they for those to, shows? They have to. Well, they, I mean, they might because they have their own show now. And right? because they've, they're like veterans now. Yeah. Because they did three seasons of 90 Day Fiance. So, well, Darcy, Darcy did. did. But and Stacy was on there. I'm sure they negotiated a way better deal than what the standard, what they pay cast members of 90 Day Fiance. And they have their fashion line. They have House of Eleven, their fashion line. It's like Fashion Nova, but <laughs> Darcy and Stacy brand. 
yeah. So I mean, that's like I, I was I was watching that right before you came over tonight, and I watched that scene, and I'm going to be haunted by it forever. I mean, I'm probably going to watch that show. I haven't yet. I'm on season seven of Ninety Day Fiance. Not that great of a season for me. Did who's, you watch it? Of course. Who's on season seven again? <sighs> well, it is uh, Marcel. Oh my God, Anna and Marcel. Marcel, yeah. Okay. And then there's a like the Brazilian model and the old guy. I oh guess my that's God. every season. <laughs> okay, the Brazil. Yes, Juliana, Juliana, and Michael, and, Michael. and then there's also um, the the um, woman who has the South African boyfriend. He's kind of surfery looking. I can't oh, Sinjin and Tanya. Yeah, Tanya. Tanya. Tanya's the villain. She's a nightmare. She's the villain on that season. Okay, I, that's every, what I thought. Everyone fucking hates Tanya. Here's what's weird because I'm watching this almost by myself, so I don't have any like communal opinions. Yeah, so I don't know like who was hated and who wasn't. Everyone hates Tanya. Everyone loves Sinjin. Everyone fucking hates Tanya. Uh, yeah, Sinjin seems nice. She's so controlling. It's driving me crazy. She's a nightmare. I, like, I, I only remember season seven super well because that was the season that Allie, Melissa, and I recapped for... Okay, that was like... Back when we did our 90 Day Fiance podcast. I think that Angela and Michael are on this season, but they haven't arrived yet. Oh, so you just started it. It's only like episode two. Okay. Sometimes I think I've watched four episodes, but then I realize they're all like two hours long yeah. or something. Yeah. There's a few other couples, but I would say those are the standouts. Yes, those are for uh, sure. Yeah. Marsal. There's the guy in Florida too with the, the woman who wants to move to Miami. He has like a kid. I oh. think Bryson, I think his name is. Oh, no, Annie, Annie and Annie and, um, God, Bryson. I, I love Bryson. He's so cute. I think Marsal and Annie, that's a crazy Anna. couple. Yeah, Anna. They Anna. She's. They met on a beekeeping Facebook. Site. Yeah, she's a beekeeper. I like her family. The mom, <laughs> dude. The mom. Okay, I. Her youngest son. Oh yeah, the kids. Joey. I think his name's Joey, maybe or Leo. I don't know. Her youngest son is like the sweetest baby angel. I just love him so much. Yeah, he's I, sweet. I I adore her son. You know what? I like all her sons. The the other one. The other like, one's he's more cynical. Through, he's going through puberty. He's going to be more a little shit. And he's like, "This is ridiculous." Yeah. And the other, you're right. The younger one's very sweet. Yeah. But I like the scene where the mom they went out to the restaurant and she's like, "I'm getting a beer." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's kind of borderline rude, but it's sort of funny. Yeah. And he doesn't speak English at all, and she doesn't speak Turkish either. Obviously, no. So everything is on like a translator app. Yeah. It's crazy. Also, I'm sorry to be mean, but he's 38 years old. No, no. <laughs> Look, do you, you, you need to listen. You need to listen to some of the episodes that Ali and Melissa okay. and I recap. Yeah, we, I'm listening to. Yeah, I'm listening to recaps as I go. So I'll listen to yours. I didn't know when you guys started. No, we did that season. So listen to some of those episodes because we talk about all that stuff, all the age stuff. We actually did a crossover episode with Reality Gaze. Okay, I'm listening to their recap too. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I, I, I listened to the first one. I think right. So, um, yeah. Okay. Uh, so that's all I'm watching. What'd you eat? Well, obviously, we haven't had many exciting things, but we did just have a cheat meal. We did that. I almost got sick from because my body is not accustomed to downing that much deliciousness <laughs> in one sitting. <sighs> it was very good. We got Dave's hot chicken which is basically two massive 
chicken tenders. It, the biggest chicken tenders you've ever seen in your life. They're huge. And they're very juicy. They're juicy and they're fucking hot. I put honey all over mine. Me too. I love that combo. And then I didn't eat the huge slices of bread. I did. That bread is good, but I was like, I let me. Did. I honestly was feeling sick, and I was like, uh, "Me, here's me being sick. I better just not eat the bread, and I'll just eat the fries." <laughs> like shoving it in my mouth, so I showed some decorum in that moment and did not have the bread because I literally didn't have the room. Yeah. I, my stomach is shrunk, I guess, like, or I just couldn't handle all the um, heaviness. Well, we're not eating fried foods on a regular basis anymore. No, I mean, so my body was like, "Whoa, Nelly!" <laughs> like, if you think about how many times a week we ate something that was deep fried, no, we were it's staggering. Fucking, yeah, <laughs> we were accustomed to we it. Were, we were. In, it was like we were in fried food training. Yeah, we, we could handle that shit. Now we're out of shape for fried <laughs> foods. <laughs> it's wild. No, I it, definitely for a second I was like, "Whoa!" I don't. I'm like, I'm feeling a little bad right now. I was like, is that how normal people was, feel when they eat bad food? I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, whoa, is this what it's like to be a food normie? Where you, yeah. <laughs> where you don't gorge yourself on a thousand calories in one sitting. <laughs> no, I definitely was like, whoa. Like, I was like, I guess it's good to not feel good when you're overeating too much bad food. It was good though. I'm glad. Oh, it was good. Like, I've, it was definitely good. I, I was really tasty. We haven't had Dave's in a really long time. Yes. I think it was I, I think it was also a combination of like the spiciness. Like yes. maybe I should have broken in with just some fried food and then <laughs> added the spicy. Like my stomach was literally like <laughs> like it was going nuts on it all. <laughs> but I did enjoy it. Um and I do I feel fine now. It was just in that Good. moment. It was like the heat. I think I was getting hot too because it's spicy. It's really spicy. Um but yeah, that was really good. Back to the um health plan tomorrow. Right. Back to my fucking Hydroway. <laughs> my Hydroway banana smoothie. That sounds good. With almond milk. I have to say, the Hydroway really is the gold standard of protein powders. It's so good. It's too bad I can't have it. I mean, honestly. The way makes me break out. I wonder if it would have stopped after a bit, though, if you got used to it. Because I had those bumps and they went away. I just think maybe it's like a, it's like a thing you have to kind of adjust to, but maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I just don't want to take the risk again. I'm like get, finally getting my skincare routine under control. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's good though. The, and the chocolate is so far superior to the vanilla. Mm. Like it actually tastes good to me. I'm like, like especially with the banana, mm. it's really good. Um, so yeah, I'll be back. It'll be fine. Oh, and I got, <laughs> here's the other, here's the other stupid thing I did. I actually ordered Magic Spoon. I was actually so like, I was like, damn, I should have found a podcast uh, <laughs> code to get a discount. I just like ordered it without yeah. a discount. But I did t- I did tell them I heard about Explain it. Explain what Magic Spoon is. Okay. Magic Spoon is a kid type cereal for adults that is like no sugar and it's got protein in it. So they have like Fruit Loops, a version of Fruit Loops, a version of cocoa, you know, cereal. Then they have a blueberry, like a booberry. <laughs> so they have like all kid adult versions of kid cereal that's high in protein, no sugar, and I it might be gluten free as well. Yeah. So of course I it's on every podcast. We've never gotten that ad, even huh. though I'm dying to get it. So I actually on our my code when I shined out, they're like, Where did you hear about it? I was like, Hollywood crime scene, a podcast. <laughs> you should I was like, you should 
ask them to advertise. I, 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 Did you, you say that? Yeah. <laughs> you said that? You yeah. Ask them. I was like, well, what do I have to lose? They're not even going to read it. I was right. just like, might as well just put our name out there for them. <laughs> right. Uh, and it's actually pretty good. Yeah. I, I'm not getting paid for this right now. If you crave that kind of cereal but don't want to have all the sugar... I definitely think it's not bad. Yeah. Uh, I was surprised because I don't typically You're picky like with that stuff. With that stuff. Yeah. I don't I'd rather just not have anything or a smaller amount of the real thing. This must be really good. I only tried the Fruit Loop version and I thought it was it, I thought it was good. And I had it with almond milk too. So it was extra mm. healthy. Yeah. Not half and half. <laughs> like you used not, to do. Not like the old days. God. The days when I was running wild. <laughs> Did I tell you about the snack I used to make when I was a kid with half and half? It was, I would put, (laughs) dude, I put like two cups of rolled oats in a bowl, in a giant bowl, and then I would douse it with half and half, put like a quarter cup of brown sugar on top of that. And then fresh blueberries. And I would just sit and eat that. That sounds good. And make you were myself like the, sick. You invented overnight oats. <laughs> I did invent overnight oats. But it's better. Your version is I, better. I ate it cold. That's like my... <gasps> oh, sorry. My... my this, <laughs> okay. I'm... So, okay. I got a new computer because that's why this episode's late is because my computer died. Like, it, it's done. And it kept... It would... Every time we would record our like recording app would just fucking crash and delete like all the shit we recorded. So the screensaver just came on my new computer and I thought it crashed and I like had a mini heart attack. You have that a muscle memory now. So it's okay. It didn't crash. Thank you. Um, Oh yeah. I was going to say my um, latchkey kid key, (laughs) latchkey kid snack was I used to um, use Teddy Graham's as cereal. That's so... And then they came out with Teddy Graham cereal, but it was airy. I was like, no, it no, needs, to, it be needs to be the cookie. It needs to be the cookie. It needs to be the cookie. I don't yeah. want a cookie crisp. That's a bullshit cookie cereal. Right. I would just put in mini Chips Ahoy or something no, you, over. You, like, you need the density of the cookie. Right. Of, and the cookie cereal versions are always light and airy. Right. It's like, no, that's not a cookie. You want the crunch. Yeah. So I used to like that. The chocolate ones, they had honey and cinnamon, but the chocolate was like the best cereal. Mm. Dude, do they still make Teddy Grahams? Those are good. I don't know. I loved those as a I kid. I loved Teddy Grahams. Remember they had that had a good commercial too. What was it? Was it? Like a, it was like a 50s style thing. Like, what's these Teddy Grahams? <laughs> <laughs> I vaguely remember that. It might have been like, is I, it like an Elvis song? Oh, Teddy Grahams. <laughs> I feel like in the 80s, a lot of kids commercials had like a 50s theme. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And I feel like it went even into the 90s. Yes. Like if I feel like 50s theme songs, especially if it was like based on like a real song, OLED is like yo Teddy Grahams. <laughs> you remember the Wonder Bear? It was or the Doodle Bear? Doodle Bear. The Doodle Bear was like a I had one. It was a stuffed animal that you could draw on and then you could Oh, it had like a white out like a whiteboard. No, oh. it was a stuffed animal and it came with a special pen and you could draw all over it and then you throw it in the washing machine <laughs> <laughs> and it comes out nice and clean <laughs> and then you do it all over. It was like, I'm the doodle bear because I'm the doodle bear. Dude, please, there's so please. many dumb toys. <laughs> I know there are other listeners who are of my age who know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm not crazy. No. I just saw they're coming out with a Teddy Ruxpin movie. What? Yeah, is it a horror movie? I hope so. <laughs> yeah, 
Did you have a Teddy Ruxpin? Um, I don't think I had one, but I wanted one. (laughs) Like that definitely seems like something I wanted. You know what's really... That's a creepy toy too. You know what's really sad is like when I was a kid, I wanted all those toys that that the commercials told me would be my friend. Aww. Like kid, ki- sister. kid sister. Yeah. Like I really thought I'm like, oh, this is like a special this isn't just a regular doll. This is a doll that's your friend. Yeah. That was false advertising. <laughs> yeah. Because they kill you in your sleep. Absolutely. That's no friend. No. No, I literally wanted every toy that had a commercial. It yeah. all worked on me. And I wanted every food and every cereal. Commercials worked on me so good when I was me a kid. Me too. I would instantly want it. Me too. And sometimes if I see it, that's like me now. I see an Instagram ad and <laughs> I immediately go and buy it. <laughs> Still works. Oh. I'm an impulse buyer. Oh my God. Me too. Did you see the shirt I bought? Yes. I forgot what it said on it It though. said, are you there, God? It's a me, Mario. <laughs> I, I literally bought that shirt for, I don't know why I bought it. I laughed so hard when I saw that I immediately bought it on Etsy. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, that's like when, I'm going to wear it to, for my walks. When <laughs> I saw Ina Garten did a post on Instagram recently and her husband Jeffrey was in the post and they were grilling probably for Labor Day and Jeffrey was wearing a hat and it said Barefoot Contessa on it. So I immediately bought the hat. Yeah. They had the hat on their website. I think I've had a few experiences where I don't buy something and I regret it. And now every time I see it, if it's like reasonable, I'm like, I should get this or I'm going to regret not getting it. Yeah. Because uh, it made me laugh or yeah. it's stupid. Um, you can spend $20 on a joke t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. This was like 25 <laughs> yeah, bucks. I'm I, supporting an independent artist. Uh, well, I, I, I'm a garden... <laughs> Her products, that shipped fast. I was Yeah, shocked. you got it fast. It I shipped. remember you posted about it, and it was like here the next time I came over. Yeah, it shipped real fast. It's yeah. a really cute hat. Yeah, I liked it. I looked at her other merch. Yeah. I like how she has a grocery on her website. Like you can order uh, like vanilla. She's like, this is the best good one. Vanilla. Yeah. The good vanilla. The good vanilla. Right. <laughs> I was like, okay. Well, I, li- I, want- I like her recommendations. I have a bunch of her cookbooks and she has like grocery recommendations. Like, oh, yeah. This is the stuff I, the brands I buy. I like that too. Yeah. I want to get the exact ones. Me too. Uh, so right. yeah, that's it. That's it. We'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.